Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company, again, are used car experts. Let them know that I sent you when you go buy your new vehicle over there. So Brian Laundrie, that is the boyfriend in the Gabby Petito murder case. Remember, he disappeared in the swamps of Florida, and they found his body. Uh, the autopsy has finally come back. Brian Laundrie died of a gunshot wound to the head. So he killed himself in the swamp and let himself get chewed on. Uh, Brian Laundrie, the fiancé of murdered hiker and influencer Gabby Petito, died of a single gunshot wound to the head, according to the results of an autopsy released today. After returning earlier this year without Petito from a cross-country road trip, the 23-year-old Laundrie went missing in September. It was a key suspect in Petito's murder. Her body was eventually found in Wyoming's Grand Teton National Park. Uh, his remains were found on a Florida nature reserve near his parents' house on October 21st, weeks after he had gone missing. And I still think that there is a reckoning coming for his parents. I hope that there is a reckoning coming for his parents. Uh, but now we know that he went out there and he shot himself in the head. Uh, SpaceX continues to do all of these, these really awesome launches. It, it, it is actually amazing. How frequently SpaceX does a space launch. Do you remember when space launches were like, you know, once or twice a year back in the day, for those of us who go back that far, and they were a big time special event, and then we didn't have any for a long time after the shuttle tragedies, and and uh, all of a sudden it's like they, they launch, it seems like every week almost. So now what's going to happen is SpaceX is now teamed up with NASA and they are launching an asteroid defense mission. So we literally have a planetary defense situation happening here. Uh, see, Southland, California residents could get an impressive pre-holiday aerial light show tonight when Hawthorne-based SpaceX attempts to launch a NASA planetary defense mission from Vandenberg Air Force Base. Uh, near the Central Coast, depending on visibility, nighttime rocket launches from Vandenberg can often create dazzling light spectacles that can be seen across the Southland and much of Southern California. In fact, a lot of them end up on uh, social media because people don't pay attention to the news and they don't know that there's a launch, and they see these very interesting launches. And the way that the, uh, the especially the Falcon Heavy, the way that it exits the atmosphere is so unique-looking people don't recognize what it looks like and oftentimes post on social media thinking there's an alien invasion or something. Uh, SpaceX launches can be particularly impressive since the company pilots the first stage of Falcon 9 rockets back to Earth, allowing uh, following the separation from the spacecraft being launched into space. Again, they reuse them. The uh, Falcon 9 rocket is scheduled to launch at 10.21 p.m. local time. Uh, and so it's it's going to be, you know, late here. We obviously aren't going to be able to uh, to see it, but we'll be able to watch it live streaming because they they stream everything. But this is all about a planetary defense. So the DART spacecraft that will be launched here will target an asteroid known as Didymus or Didymos or whatever. I don't. I've heard them say it like one time. I don't really know, which is orbiting a larger asteroid known as Dimorphos. And according to NASA, um, Didymus actually is considered a moonlit. It is about 160 meters in size. So basically, it's a tiny little moon. It's really not an asteroid. And it's heading right for us. So 
Um, what, you didn't know we were going to die? Josh, you don't have your affairs in order? If all goes according to plan, the DART spacecraft in September of 2022 will slam into Didymus at a speed of about 14,700 miles per hour. The hope is the collision will change the speed of the moonlet in its orbit around the main body by a fraction of 1%, thus will change the orbital period of the moonlet by several minutes, enough to be observed and measured using a telescope on Earth. Now, friendly, just in case anybody's confused because I cracked a joke at Josh, these asteroids are not heading towards Earth. This is a test. We have an opportunity to ram a spacecraft into an orbiting moonlet around a bigger asteroid in order to test whether or not it would be effective at actually diverting a real asteroid that might be a threat to Earth. Was it 2016 or 2017 we had that asteroid pass very near Earth? And we're all watching it. We're like, oh, it's not going to hit us. But it's like, wow, this is really cool. It actually passed between Earth and the moon. It was that close. And we're all watching it. And, you know, and then all of a sudden there was another asteroid that nobody saw that was a lot closer and snuck right up on us. Freaked everybody out. We didn't find out about it until like the next day. But as far as the officials were concerned, they were they were pretty spooked because they had been following one asteroid. They totally missed another one that was going to get a lot closer to Earth, uh, and it came very, very, very close. So this is all designed to prevent those post-apocalyptic asteroid movies. That's, <laughs> that's the goal here. It's going to slam into the moonlit, and if it can shift it enough to change its direction— You'll have a success. If it doesn't, they have to go back to the drawing board and figure out how to uh, divert an asteroid in the future should one head towards the planet. Also, we have to talk about something. Did you see the news, uh, Josh, that uh, more people have died from COVID in the U.S. in 2021 than in 2020? You seen that? Guess Joe Biden didn't fulfill that campaign promise, huh? Let's go back to some of Joe Biden's tweets. October 30th. 2020. I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. More people have died under Joe Biden than Donald Trump. Uh, Let's see. Joe Biden, November 1st, 2020. More than 230,000 Americans have died from COVID-19 and Donald Trump has given up on trying to get the virus under control. He may have quit on you, but I promise I never will. Again, more people have died from COVID under Joe Biden than Donald Trump. We're eight months into this pandemic and Donald Trump still doesn't have a plan to get this virus under control. I do. That was October 15, 2020. We've always made fun of that because remember when Joe Biden got in, he basically just took the Trump plan and just kind of used that as his own. Uh, so uh, this is September 26 of 2020 when Ebola hit. President Obama and I took swift action and successfully contained the virus. Not really. It's not how that worked, but I digress. After COVID-19 hit, President Trump lied to the American people and said it would be it would miraculously disappear. Out of context, now over 200,000 lives have been cut short. It's a national tragedy, yada, yada. Again, Democrats lied about Trump and his response there. But I just wanted to point out, you know, Joe Biden was out there telling everybody that he was going to get the virus under control. It was going to be him. It was going to be him. It was going to be him. He was handed three vaccines before he got into office. He was handed three vaccines, right? Turns out vaccines don't uh, don't work so well. Who knew? Well, everybody would have known if if uh, they had paid attention to the the uh, the pharmaceutical companies lying about 
the efficacy of the vaccines and the fact that the vaccines wear off, uh, which I don't know that anybody knew that the vaccines wore off, but they wear off and they don't provide any protection beyond like four months. So that's why you have to get the booster shot. Uh, and for the record, you know, this is this is the thing, too. This always comes up. People who didn't like the idea of the vaccine under Trump are still the people who don't like the idea of a vaccine, for the most part, on the right, on the political right. There's a lot of people who don't like what Trump was doing with the vaccine. It's another reason why I think that Trump is probably not the best candidate in 2024. Uh, he's still very high on the vaccines. And um, unfortunately, they haven't panned out the way that he thought that they were going to pan out. Uh, the pharmaceutical companies have been caught distorting some of the test data and withholding other parts of the test data and Trump is still pushing the vaccines. So there's a lot of people out there who aren't real happy with Trump about that. Um, like I said, the, the truth is really kind of in the middle. The vaccines, I think, were needed for certain populations who were at high risk if they wanted them. Everybody else who was not at high risk never should have been forced into it. Um, it, it should have been a stopgap emergency measure for those who were, who were highly likely to die from COVID. That's all it ever should have been. And the fact that people pushed it beyond that is the great tragedy, especially considering all of the damage that is being done as a result. Um, but again, just a friendly reminder, okay, Joe Biden, more people have died from COVID under Joe Biden than Donald Trump. And he was handed three vaccines when he took office. They were waiting for him, had already been distributed. Just a friendly reminder. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. So much to talk about. You know, any time you have a weekend, it's tough because you got to catch up from the weekend. And then, you know, when you have a couple of days because you're, you're doing this amazing thing that you all stepped up for with the Radiothon, but it's still two days you don't cover the news. So it's hard to catch up after that. But again, could not be more proud of this audience in stepping up for St. Margaret's House and, and what you did. Thank you so much for that. And allowing us, you know, two times a year to take two days out of our regularly scheduled programming uh, to be able to contribute to local charities that do such dramatic good in Michiana. I, we can't thank you enough for that patience. We know it's not always what you want to hear. <laughs> we get it. And sometimes it's really big news. Actually, it seems like every time we do a radiothon, Josh, it's really big news. Seems like every time. Um, but, you know, we we made a decision that with the Rittenhouse verdict, and we had whole meetings about it with the Rittenhouse verdict, that the mission was St. Margaret's House, and that's what we were going to do. We were going to push out those text alerts. We are going to give you those updates, but uh, we were going to let the Fox News break handle that, and we would address it afterwards. And we are so thankful for your patience in letting us do that so that way we could raise money for the ladies over at St. Margaret's House. In the meantime, <clears throat> um, coming up at 4.30, I want to talk about January 6th because some very interesting things have been happening with January 6th. It now appears potentially a second Trump supporter was killed by police on January 6th. And the evidence is pretty darn compelling. We'll talk about that at 430. So keep that in mind. That is one you don't want to miss. All right. What else do we have here? Um all right, let's talk about these Missouri students. This is an interesting story. I was looking at potentially doing this as a Coffee with Casey, but I don't think it really fits the format uh, for Coffee with Casey. So Missouri students have been punished after they started a petition. The petition was, I think it was a change. 
change.org, right? Uh, is it change.gov, change.org, whatever. One of the, the, the official petition website that I don't use. Um, so anyway, they started a petition, and the petition was to bring slavery back. That was the petition. So these students at high school started a petition to bring back slavery. All right? So now, I know what you're thinking. If you are a member of the squad in the House of Representatives, you're saying those darned white supremacists, except the petition was started by by a black kid. <laughs> and it was it was pushed by another black kid. And the other kids that are involved are minorities and biracial. So this was done as a joke. I'm not saying it's funny. I'm saying it was done as a joke for students who were disciplined after a petition seeking to restart slavery was posted on social media are suing the Kansas City School District for civil rights violations. Got to be honest with you, they might have a case. These students from Park Hill South High School said that posting in September, the posting in September began as part of a bantering between a biracial student and a black student, according to the federal lawsuit filed Friday last week. After other students laughed at the petition, it was posted on social media, drawing national media coverage. Those darn white supremacists. The biracial student was expelled. Three other students who commented on the petition were suspended for 180 days. 180 days. Josh, that's half a year. Like calendar year, not school year. 180 day suspension for commenting on a social media post? All the students are ninth graders and members of the school's football team. This is what happens when you have a culture of wussified people. <clears throat> Josh might be able to talk about this, given his athletic background. Men, when men are in a team environment, that includes, by the way, athletics. That includes the military. When men are around men and in a manly environment, Men behave differently with each other than they do when they are out in public with other people. There's this whole man culture that exists. And none of it, Josh, am I right? None of it is meant to be taken seriously. Right? Is it not the most outlandish, over-the-top, nonsensical crap you could possibly think of? You know these memes where it's like the guy is rolled over on his shoulder and the woman is like kind of looking back at him, going, I'll bet he's dreaming about other women, and he's, like, thinking about how to possibly make the barbecue ribs even more juicy than they really were, right? There's a, there's a funny TikToker that I follow right now. He, he posts these things, too. She probably thinks I'm on TikTok because of all of the women, and it's him staring at all of these amazing food recipes, right? Ladies, guys don't do what you do when they're in their group's like what you do when you're in your groups. We don't do that. I've had this discussion with many women that I've known. Guys do not get together and talk about their girlfriends and wives. That doesn't happen. Ladies, you can't comprehend this because a lot of lady talk is about their guys <laughs> and and various things involving their guys, right? Guys don't do that. Um, we don't open our friends up to that aspect of our relationship most of the time. Unless, of course, we're having a problem and we're seeking counseling. But we don't do the whole, oh, yeah, my wife is so sexy when she does this. Or that doesn't happen between guys. What we do do is we do silly things like, uh, Josh, would you like to go down a, a slide 
with a million different razors into a vat of salt? Or would you rather have a long-term relationship with Roseanne Barr? Give him A, right? Give him A. But isn't that, that's the stuff that we talk about. It, we all know it's ridiculous. And the reason it's ridiculous is because whether any feminist wants to admit it, men's lives are often pretty awful and um, we need to escape from that. And the way that we escape from that is by doing outlandish things with each other. And so this is a bunch of, of football players on the high school football team who decided that they were going to joke about bringing back slavery and they actually made a petition and they happened to not be white. So everybody's having a hissy fit. Oh my gosh, white supremacy. They're not white. They're not serious. This is an outlandish joke that the members of the football team have as it was supposed to be an inside joke, but they decided they were going to post it on social media and the school overreacted because frankly, School faculty and administrators have zero sense of humor. And it has been that way since I was a little kid. And I'm sorry, but everything that's happening with CRT and these school board meetings and everything else, they're just reinforcing that they're old fuddy-duddies who can't have fun. So they're suing. I got news for you. In the United States of America, you're allowed to want slavery to come back. (laughs) They don't really want slavery to come back, but you're allowed to want slavery to come back. And you shouldn't be kicked out of school if you express that opinion. Let's just think about the broader aspects of this, though. You got some high school students who who have said something, which, for, for the record, wasn't even serious. And they have decided they can take them completely out of the educational environment because of it. And it wasn't threatening at all. It was just something they said that faculty didn't like. That should scare you. MNC News Time is 433. I'm going to be out at Impress Jewelry Creations this Friday for Black Friday at noon. The lowest prices of the year at Impress Jewelry Creations. You should come out and say hello to me and look at the amazing inventory that they have available for you this Friday. Impress Jewelry Creations in Granger, noon for Black Friday. Got more coming up, 95.3 MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I had to talk to you about uh, R&B Car Company here. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. R&B Car Company, I really like them. We bought our vehicle there. And I told you before, the wife, don't tell her I said this, she's picky. She's real picky. And she test drove about six vehicles. She finally found the one that she wanted. Better gas mileage. More features, particularly those winter features. She likes the uh, the toasty seat and the steering wheel, that stuff. You ever had a vehicle with that, Josh? You got a nice car. Does your car do that? Like the heated seat and steering wheel? Not the steering wheel, the seat. The seat, but not the steering wheel. Yeah, it, When it does it automatically, it's so nice. You don't have to think about it. The temperature drops below a certain temperature, and it just turns it on. And your, your butt's, like, warm. It's great. And you can turn it off if you really want to. But let's be honest. Nobody ever turns it off, right, Josh? Nobody ever turns it off. She didn't have that before. She does now because she went to R&B Car Company. We got great payments. Process was, you know, less than a couple of hours. They, they also entertained the kids while we were there. So we didn't have the extra stress of the kids getting worn out and tired and cranky. It's awesome. Go to R&B Car Company. Let them know that I sent you over there when you get your vehicle. 
All right, I guess there's something happening with uh, the live stream. I guess the live stream is not functioning anymore. I don't know what happened there. It's working on my end, but sorry, folks. Don't know what to tell you. I blame Rumble. Doesn't have anything to do with me. All right, we've got to talk about this. This is um, this is a big story, and there's always been a couple of questions about what happened to the other people who died on January 6th. Friendly reminder, the only people to die on January 6th were Trump supporters. The only person to be killed at January 6th, the event that happened on January 6th, was a Trump supporter who was killed by a police officer, the same police officer who left his gun in a bathroom, the same police officer who did not understand or acknowledge that the rapid response team was right there in the hallway that he fired into and coming up right behind the uh, the crowd that was trying to get through the doors. So deadly force was not necessary. But now it might be that Ashley Babbitt was not the only one killed by police that day. Roseanne Boyland. Roseanne Boyland was the other female Trump supporter who died at the Capitol on January 6th. The family has just announced that they have hired a lawyer to investigate the suspicious circumstances of her death. Now, she was 34 years old. She's a young woman. She went there. She participated in in what happened there. Um, Now, where she was um, in relation to being inside the Capitol building, I don't know. I don't know enough about that. However... An autopsy was done after she died, and it was ruled accidental acute amphetamine intoxication. Now, she was on Adderall, which is uh, commonly used to treat attention deficit disorder. It contains amphetamines. Now, fatal Adderall overdoses are extremely rare. They said that she would have to have ingested roughly 25 times her standard dose to actually die from it. So the likelihood that Boylan died from an overdose of her daily medication is not very strong. So the family has always had some questions about this. They never bought into the story that she overdosed. So now, new video has come out because we keep finding new video. And the federal government keeps fighting to not release new video. And what happens is some of these people who are defendants in the case, they're the ones that are forcing video to be released, including video of police officers allowing them into the Capitol building. Well, guess what? If police allow you into the Capitol building, you can't be charged with trespassing, which is what most of these people are facing the charge on. You can't be charged with trespassing if you were invited in. Videos that have been released now show her being beaten by a female police officer and being crushed by protesters pushed by police officers. Yet the D.C. medical examiner said Roseanne's body showed no signs of trauma and attributed her death to the prescription medication that she took every day for years. Now, according to videos and statements, Roseanne was dragged unconscious through the West Tunnel by the police at 4.31 p.m. Then she was taken to the crypt and to the House Majority Leader's office before EMTs arrived at 5.45 p.m., over an hour later, finding her inside the rotunda being given CPR by Capitol Police. 
Now, keep in mind, this is video that they hadn't been aware of. And suddenly they're finding video of their loved one being beaten by police. Further, both medical examiner's office and D.C. Metropolitan Police Department continue to refuse to release pertinent information related to her death. Boylan's mother said that the coroner is withholding her full autopsy report. D.C. police have denied numerous requests for body-worn camera footage, claiming the recordings are part of an ongoing investigation and criminal proceeding. So the family's now lawyered up. There's a good chance... A very good chance, ladies and gentlemen, that this person may have been killed either directly by law enforcement or as a result of law enforcement actions that day, and it's been covered up. Now, considering we have now documented an undeniable abuse of January 6th inmates that the courts have now ordered to be dealt with, and we have the federal government routinely withholding evidence in these cases, and trying to prevent evidence from being released, I wouldn't be surprised. More coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to Sock 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Got some people want to chit-chat with us, so we'll head back to the phone lines here. Of course, if you want to join us, the Glass Doctor of Elkhart and St. Joseph County phone line, 574-25-95-95-3. Trisha, welcome to the program. Hey there. How are you? I'm well. What's up? Um, just wanted to ask you a few questions. Mm-hmm. Um, one, are you vaccinated? Nope. I'm immune. So you've had COVID? Yes. Okay. How was that for you? Uh, it was okay. A couple of, couple of days of some chills and stuff, and then I took the hydroxychloroquine stack and went away two, two hours later. So other than uh-huh. sleepless nights and a headache, it was, it was fine. And are you, do you know what the vaccination rate is for St. Joe and Elkhart County? It's easy to find, but I don't have it pulled up in front of me. So you don't have any, like, what ballpark would you say? I'm not going to guess. What's your point? I'm running out of time. Uh, St. Joe County's at 50%. Okay. Elkhart County's at 41%. Now, is that full or is that one jab? Full. Okay. So there's a lot more than that that had at least one. Yeah, which doesn't do a whole lot, right? One doesn't do much. Uh, well, within within two weeks of getting either of them, you're actually more susceptible to getting COVID, but I digress. So, numbers are going up. They're going up in the area. I don't think even a lot of people know that COVID, it's spreading. People are inside. You know, I know you. I'd have, to, I'd, have to pull, I'd have to pull up the data because the last time I looked at the data was going down, but that was about a week ago. No, 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 right. no. I'll, I'll, I'll pull it I up. I usually do an update. I usually do an update news. once per week. But Liz, you got, you got 20 seconds. Well, What's yeah, your point? Your own, your own news, your own news just talked about how... 10 seconds. What's your point? What are you trying to ask is, me? My point is that infections are going up and you're making light of COVID. 
who made light of COVID. You are. No, I've never, I've never done. You want to hold out? You want to hold on? You want to hold on through the news break, and I'll talk to you at five o'clock. Here, I'm going to put you back on hold, and we'll talk in the five o'clock hour.